0: What's good? Welcome to the What's Good Podcast. I'm your host, Milton Young. Welcome to episode 18 with a conversation between me and Derek Ellis. Uh, This is actually a segue into the show. Just letting you guys know that we are facing some technical difficulties. If you notice in the two most recent episodes, this one included, um, that I'll be posting, there's some skipping that's happening in the audio. So I wanted to let you guys know um, it's a little distracting. um, and I am aware of it. And I am working to resolve it, but please don't let it um, impact your experience too much. We had some great contact I de- content. I definitely didn't want to scrap the show because of the, um, the little skipping that's going on, but uh, just ignore it. And I promise to get that resolved in the future moving forward, but just work with me for a little bit. Like I said, I'm not a pro yet. Still have my white belt. I'm learning the belts, but um, like I said, it didn't really ruin the interviews at all. It's just a little distracting. So uh, like I said, bear with me. And enjoy the show. There it is. What's good? Welcome to the What's Good Podcast, and I'm your host, Milton Young, and I'm here with my guest, Derek Ellis. i ready to give you a good show. Derek, what's good?
1: Happy to be back, brother. How we doing?
0: Good, good. Happy to have you back, man. This is a busy week for you, right? Fight week, right? Absolutely. I'm pumped. Yeah, I can tell. I can tell. Mm-hmm. uh? How was the training camp?
1: Uh, it's It's been really good. The weight cut obviously sucks, and the weighting is the hardest part, but uh, this camp's been really good. I, I think all my camps have been awesome except for the very first one, really. I learn a little bit more every time. Every, every time
0: you go through it,
1: right? 1% better every day.
0: Yeah. And now, the weight cut's the hardest part of the whole entire thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty lanky. I'm pretty tall for you know uh, the featherweight division. Um, I don't really have a lot of uh, fat to cut, so... Um, I really, really been regimenting my diet. Sometimes, at some point, starving, which I mean, kind of sucks. But uh, you know, it's like I'm doubling, doubling my workload and cutting my calories in half. But uh, you know,
0: I, I'm a, still here. That's a huge strain on you mentally, mm-hmm. as much as, as I'm not sure physically, but the mental aspect of it. I remember last time you were here, you were saying the mental aspect of it was like eighty percent.
1: Yeah, it, yeah, definitely. I I noticed, uh, you know. I've cut down to 145 before, and I, I don't know, I, I feel like more, i uh, walking around my last 160, but, you know, I've been doing a lot of the kettlebell training with uh, Professor Carrill and, you know, lifting weights and stuff on my own, doing strength So that's going to bulk
0: you up actually, because muscle weighs more than... Yeah,
1: yeah, so this, so this weight cut has been a, a little bit more cut. difficult, yep.
0: But you gonna you, you got to feel stronger going into it after you replenish? Yes. You've got to feel yeah yeah um
1: I think uh one of our one of our students will be able to IV me for this fight as well oh wow yeah, so I'm gonna feel really good um, professor said that that helps a lot
0: okay you know so can you explain to the audience what the difference is between natural uh, regeneration I guess or rehydration as opposed to IV
1: well in an IV I don't know if anybody uh, has ever been sick before with like a really bad flu or anything like that but if those of you that have, um, have actually gotten IV, do you guys know how fast you can feel better and how quickly you recover, as opposed to just me going back to the gym and eating more and like stuffing my face? You right. know, the, the IV can help regenerate and rejuvenate you mighty quickly. That's why uh, I don't think that's the reason why you're not allowed to do it in you know the actual UFC. Um, but it's a big
0: proponent of it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And there's probably other things that what else they could put in the IV. And- Correct. things like that to enhance it Mm -hmm. and last time um we did the show it was week before fight and you were running a lot with your dog
1: i was running a lot and my last fight was actually a catch weight fight it was 150 so it wasn't Uh, nearly as bad of a weight cut i understand yeah yeah. i mean it's only an extra five pounds but but... that
0: extra five pounds it's It's... but (laughs) Zeus is worth this (laughs) difference (laughs) so listen last time you did an awesome job of walking everyone through your, your last fight. Mm-hmm. So do the same thing for your most recent fight, which was awesome to watch. Uh, my most recent fight against Kyle
1: Kaler, um, I was actually, I would say, the most emotional that I've ever been. Yeah, that All was right. interesting. Uh, well, my corners weren't there. You know, yeah. Professor Professor was uh, off in the academy doing whatever, and... Um, you know, I, I had one guy, Tom Regal, who's a professional fighter. He was a purple belt down at Eddie Fivey's and a, like a Muay Thai guy. He really helped me out big time because he showed up last minute, was yeah. able to hold mitts for me, wrap my hands and everything like that. Because I really didn't have anybody
0: that could do that at the I time. Understand. You know. Right. Um, so mentally, that was that was that cool. was weighing you going into the fight. I'm sure, I mean,
1: right? I I told I told I told Matt that. Uh, you know, it wouldn't, I'd be fine. And sooner or later that it's going to happen, you know, my corner's not going to be there or whatever. I mean, it just so happened that it was so early in my career that it happened, but right. I made it through. Yeah. You know, but definitely, um, I, I was more emotional. Like, I don't think I've ever swept more in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, like, uh, I wasn't, I never really had shaky hands or anything right. like that, getting my hands wrapped up, but I was just like, I don't know. I I know I'm not going to, but I didn't want to let
0: anybody down.
1: Right. You know. Yeah.
0: But as much as what you're saying, as emotional as you were, I know walking into that ring or walking out to the ring focus um, on seeing you lasers. Well,
1: them. when uh, as soon as I hear the music and I walk through the door, that cage is my home, and he's in, that guy is breaking into my home. Yeah. And I I don't know. I just become a different person.
0: I also notice that you don't take your eyes off him from as soon as you step into that cage and you're looking out, it's like you're waiting for him and it's from him walking out when he gets into the stage, you I get me mean when he when the referees pat him down or whatever that is. Yes. So even when he he steps in, you're. Staring. I'll try and look
1: around over the referee. Yeah, you will. Yeah,
0: yeah. What, what?
1: Well, Professor Secor always said, you know, don't take your eyes off my opponent, and obviously I'm gonna do whatever my instructor tells me to do. But exactly. even even as a, as a young kid in like karate and judo tournaments, my dad used to always say, "Fire in your eyes, Derek," and that's. Oh yeah, always, well, you got that down. Fire in your eyes, D. That's what he said. Yeah. And, well, you uh, got that down. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just hungry. Yeah, I can tell. I can see it now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm pumped up. Like yeah, I know that this, this weight cut has sucked, but like I don't know. The past two days, I've been training hard, multiple classes a day, uh, feeling better, and just I, like I said, I'm sick of waiting. I just want to get in there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: So walk me in when you were in the cage. He walked. You walked out, and then he walks in for your last fight that you had.
1: So walked into the cage came out to Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah, which <laughs> yep, yep, Um My opponent didn't seem shook at all. I don't think he had really as many nerves going or anything like that. Like, he, he was a solid dude. The guy was a Marine. Yeah. You know, he was definitely a, a worthy adversary. Um, so, good kick. started off. He got some good seamers off the bat. Um, he actually kind of stuffed uh, one of my sidekicks, and he pissed me off. And that's when I came in with, like, I literally, like, I was like, okay. Like, I shrugged my shoulders, and I hit him with that spinning back kick. Yeah, it was, just, yeah it was yeah. Yeah. Um, shot in for that takedown, which I think was a little bit sloppy on my part. And, you know, I, I, I've been working a lot on my wrestling, that, you know, this time around. But uh, once we went to the ground, I could literally hear my friends outside of the cage going, like, oh, that's where he wants to be. And they were absolutely right. Like of course. I, as soon
0: as I hit my ground on the guard, I was like,
1: okay, let's go to work,
0: you right. know. And you could see that in your in your pacing, and now you're moving. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, so he
0: seemed pretty tough too. He just he was he yeah, he's, he's strong, like a tough and, kid,
1: and he definitely cut weight for that too. Yeah. He cut weight for the one hundred and fifty. I bet he walks around over 160, 165, for yeah. sure. Um, so he de- he definitely felt you know stronger. Um,
0: and he had hands. I think he had better hands than we were. We were I was he saying, did. Yeah, he did. But you ate. You took up like it was nothing. I was like, damn. <laughs> well, I mean. From the like guard guard stage
1: one, I was trying to turn my I was trying to turn my head and go with the punch, and you know I remember like I heard the crowd going oh when he yeah. punched me in the face, but mm-hmm. really still nobody's punched me as hard as you know Professor Secor has or some of the guys that we have yeah. uh, training with.
0: So uh, didn't seem like you felt it. You didn't, you didn't react. You didn't nothing it wasn't a hit on the chin or nothing it just looked you know so yeah it, yeah it, it just looked just just sometimes the and way things connect sound a lot louder yeah. than they really are face point. but it didn't it it's not it's in it bad yeah deal. yeah so you got yeah. him to the ground i don't remember how how did that of that round. you had him on the ground control
1: so i had one triangle choke attempt mm-hmm. which was kind of weird because like even here you heard the announcer on the youtube uh video that came out afterwards he was like flapping his arm around like kind of like air tapping or whatever and he ended up, like, slipping out of it. And then I went for an arm bar attempt, which I would have had. And I honestly think it would have possibly even broke if I wasn't up against the cage where I was. Oh, oh wow. Yeah, I hit him with a double ankle sweep. Um, and, again, I, I tried going for, uh, like, I went for a, a front headlock position, tried to go back to a guillotine. But, again, the cage was in my way. I wasn't really utilizing that as much as I could have. Mm-hmm. Um, when I went for that last triangle choke attempt, though, he, uh... I don't know, he's just he just gave it to me. He, he was just walking right into it. Wow. Yeah.
0: I forgot that didn't make it out of the first round.
1: Yeah, it was a minute and forty-three seconds. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> One four three. Yeah.
0: Alright, yeah, I did forget that. Didn't make it out of the first round. Yeah, you're getting known for your triangle, man.
1: I love it. Yeah. Uh yeah. It, it definitely is my favorite submission. I like to set it up. I and but the thing is is and even at the academy I, i'm kind of known for you it are there's known a, for it. there's, there's no a couple of guys like you know yeah. uh chris malo I mean, has, has really good it. triangles yeah. i heard professor eddie had uh, really good triangles kareel obviously has really good triangles uh Man. i'm, I'm I just got the legs things you know long you know what's
0: coming there's nothing you can do about it
1: <laughs> so there's, there's a few things but here's but uh the beauty of it is is I, and i saw a post not too long ago i forget who posted it but Literally you can base an entire Jiu Jitsu game plan off of the Senkaku strangle, you know the mm-hmm. you know, the the um, and there's so many different variations of the triangle. There's so many attacks that you can do off of the triangle, transitions, arm bars, omoplatas, reverse triangles, kimuras, all you know it so thing. many cool it's things a you can do. Technique.
0: Yeah. Do you remember the first time you were putting a triangle? My first time pulling yeah. a triangle in class? Yeah, someone put you in it the first time you were exposed to a triangle, when you were put into it.
1: Uh, the first time I was exposed to it, I saw it on um, the Gracie Blue Belt uh, DVD. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, I, I, I saw it before I even like started training. I started watching jujitsu videos beforehand. First um, time I got caught
0: in one, it was terrifying.
1: I remember I the first time I got put to sleep by one.
0: Oh wow! Oh yeah! Tell me that story. Well, <laughs> so um, it was a quick
1: one. Well, it was uh, Ryan and Christian Ish, uh, Chris Maello and Professor Secor, Professor Carril, and myself, and we were training, getting um, Professor Matt ready for. Uh, I think it was EBI. Yeah, we were getting ready for EBI. It wasn't all that long ago. Oh wow! And uh, we were we were getting we were starting uh, in situational you know, positions, like, an angle, we would put, part of it, and then an arm, the same thing to get us, yeah. <laughs> he's like, okay, you're a tenor <laughs> right, so, I get put in the triangle, I, uh, was try- I, you know, I was, I was, I thought I was trying to do a good job of, like, getting my other arm in, and just, like, trying to connect my shoulders the right way, but, uh, I literally remember having, like, I felt like I was falling asleep, or having a dream of me swimming, and then I was, like, breathing, like, <laughs> Like this, And then I told Matt, I was like, I feel fucked up. And then everybody started laughing. They're like, yeah, you are out, dude. Because, I mean, as soon as I, like, Matt let me, you know, he passed. He choked me out. But he kept me in his triangle guard. So I, like, woke up. And I tried to keep fighting again. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I, I feel fucked up. And he's like, yeah, dude, you were just out. I was like, wow. oh, okay.
0: Wow. Yeah. I still haven't gotten completely out in training yet. Really? Yeah, it hasn't happened to me yet. Yeah. I don't fear it. Because I know what it is, but right. it just hasn't happened yet to me. Yeah. Luckily well. enough. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. So you know, I had some people ask me about passion, and as I'm talking to you, and you I can barely keep you in that chair over there, you're jumping out for this fight that's coming up, literally. <laughs> and uh, I think my question to you is, how did you find out that you were so passionate about fighting? And that's not, it's not—it shouldn't be a simple answer because you—you you just started fighting what? How many months ago? Did you start a year ago?
1: Uh, 2016, actually, was my first time fight. But then oh, yeah. I, uh, I... I i him down on the ground to the sound, but his jiu-jitsu was just so superior than me, and I just didn't... I, I wanted to know it yeah. really bad. That you was know your most I mean? exposure to so, jiu-jitsu. So, yep. So I contacted Matt. Actually, actually no. He posted something on Facebook saying that he was going to start doing private lessons. This is before the academy was open up or anything, and then I... So I, I took you him up on him. it. and Yep, and he... He took me up on it,
0: and uh, I had trained with him for like eight months before the academy opened up so when did you when did you know okay so before even before that fight, because you've been training martial arts for a long time, when did you know that you were passionate about fighting inside being inside that gym being inside that cage I mean
1: I just like the like as far as when did I know I wanted to get into a cage yeah That's difficult to say. I mean, I I had thought, I had played around with the idea of it when I was a teenager, even when I I had, like, graduated high school in, like, 2009. But uh, I just didn't know how to go about it. I know my my karate and judo instructor at the time, he didn't want me to do it. He actually cornered me for my first one. He said he did not want to do it and that he would never do it again. Wow. That's just what, you know. um, But that fighting instinct, I've I've always
0: had as a little kid. How old were you when you started training jiu-jitsu? Or training martial arts in general?
1: Uh, when my parents split up, okay. I was an angry little kid, and what age was that? Four or five. Wow. Yeah. So I, I've been in karate and uh, and judo ever since, and uh, and you competed in those? Yeah, I I used to compete internationally at a, in karate, but uh, I've always, always been fighting. I've always been in it. well. That's the thing. The, the karate was cool, but it was like point sparring and. Like I used to, I used to cross the point sparring stuff. I, you know, I was always really fast, really lanky. Again, I, you know, I, I knew where to put the where to put the hand, where to put the foot. Mm-hmm. I would take the penalty shots because I would still punch people in the face. Yeah, <laughs> right, right, you right, know. right,
0: right. Um, I don't know. I, I, like I said, I. I, just I think wanted it was more. the next progression for you because as I'm listening to you talk about it, and you're getting fired up once again, I think it was just an next progression. You know, yeah. like you already have, you have two, you you have a black belt. In-, in
1: karate I have a fourth degree black belt <laughs> in judo I'm a first degree black belt and then uh, in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu I have a purple belt
0: yeah so when you start ranking up like that what's the next progression is you, you have to apply it and the, the best place to apply it the safest place is in a cage or a ring Where it's, there's officials referees and Right. So it was the next progression for you, obviously. Absolutely. And
1: I mean, I'm not even done. I mean, after I get, because I will get my black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. That's a guarantee. I want to play around with, like, Kali. I want to play around with boxing. I want to play around with whatever I can get into, just because this is uh, this is what I like to do. This is my craft. I can't sing and I can't dance, like right. Rocky said. <laughs> yeah.
0: So a lot of people believe that once you get your black belt, you're done with the martial arts, that particular martial arts. Like, you know, once you get your black belt and karate, there's nothing Checklist. Else yeah but that's not how it works a lot of people like Matt says when you get your black belts it's like that's where you begin you right um, because now mm-hmm. you've mastered all of the the, the fundamentals and the technique to a certain degree there's but more. yeah there's, there's a shorter route there's always there's always room for improvement that's right the biggest room in the world is room for improvement yeah, yeah. so um, so how did you find that drive to keep pushing you said fourth-degree black belt and karate
1: well, I was running the school at the time, and I actually had a goal. I wanted to be one of the youngest, uh, what's called a shihan, is a teacher of senseis. I wanted to be one of the youngest shihans around here, but a legitimate one. You know what I mean? Because ninety percent of karate schools around that are, you know, that are out now, I think, are shit. I I might get some negative feedback from that or whatever, but if anybody wants to contest that, I'd be more than happy to sit down and talk with them.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, there's uh, if if what you're
0: learning doesn't adapt. Then your school will die. It's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, adapt or die. Right. That's the truth of it. Right. But when is it? When that? When does the technique like karate become almost obsolete because of these other techniques that are out there? Well, mm-hmm. I'm not always
1: going to be able to kick and punch effectively, and you, mm-hmm. know, you know, striking still, you need to have the proper amount of distance. You need to generate the right amount of force. You need to hit your target right on the button. How Elio Gracie was rolling until he was 94 years old. Still doing basic Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and mm-hmm. still able to defend himself, even against high-level like black belts. You know what I mean? Right. I'm I'm not gonna be able to punch and you know kick somebody in the head when I'm 70 years old, but guess right. what? I can still choke you the fuck out. Yeah, <laughs> you're right.
0: It's it's a it's a proven fact, right? With Jiu-Jitsu, right. I think it's a superior art form to be honest. But there's a lot of people that can attest to that, and rightfully so. That's where there's the UFC. You know what I mean? Everyone say, okay, this right. this application of martial arts is better than the yes, and Take. I think throwing isn't, isn't exactly, thinking. exactly. And um, yeah, it's unfortunate some some arts won't recognize that, and some schools won't recognize that. But what I'm seeing, and why I feel like jujitsu is the right martial arts for me, is when you look at UFC and you see that in every fight, at some point jujitsu is being used. Absolutely. And if the, and at that, if they get to that point and the adversary isn't aware of what's going on, they are at a very, very, very Bad disadvantage, right? And a lot of fights now in the UFC at the highest level that you know martial arts is being expressed now are being won by Jitsu Khabib and Conor, exactly. Boom. That's all you. That's really all needs, and that's striking. I mean, the highest level striking. Conor McGregor is arguably one of the best strikers. No argument there. He is one of the best strikers in the UFC mm-hmm. by far, hands down. And he got manhandled. That's right. And that's because of what jujitsu is. It's distance management. But even at the highest more so. level, yes. yeah, yes. at the highest level, and uh, that was an interesting that was an interesting fight to see, and I think it did a tremendous amount for grapplers, um, but yeah, like you said, I mean, even then there was a molding of wrestling that Khabib was doing with jujitsu with striking. It's you have to adapt and bring it all in. One thing that I've talked about a lot is self-defense. And one thing that I've been thinking about is I might have to start learning the striking aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Because there isn't a situation where what if three people approach me and I was by myself. I, I, I can run. run uh, I can definitely do that. And that's a part of Jiu-Jitsu, believe it or not. Um, but is if i was against one of your most effective weapons as far as self-defense goes you've
1: got the most range with it you're using the most powerful part of your body plus they're vicious i don't know if you've ever kicked anybody but i've been kicked and that it's 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 such a
0: bigger longer muscle oh yeah oh my goodness yeah it hurts
1: i've been kicked to the point where i cannot like it sucks walking afterwards for days i've kicked people where i know they felt it right exactly (laughs) um but, yeah, yeah, kicks are very powerful. You, you know, Like I said, I I, like, I want to be well-rounded. I want to know it all. I want to know the jiu-jitsu. Mm-hmm. I want to know the karate.
0: I want to get into wrestling. I want to do the boxing. I want to do it all. You know one thing? The only other time I really see you this fired up and this is excited, if I'm being honest, is when I see you working with the kids that you work with at the gym. Oh, yeah. You get super fired up about that. And they're so into you and what you're teaching them. They're just dialed in. Yeah. And a lot of those kids, I feel like if, when they're on the mat, they're not like that. <laughs> I uh, it, so. even, even
1: even yesterday, Matt said that you're a born teacher, man. Yeah. Like, and you know, because I really want to step start stepping up and you know getting more involved in the kids' program, doing even more with that. Um,
0: what do you think jujitsu does for some of these kids
1: that you're working with? You it know? saves their lives. It instills so much confidence in them. If I was doing the the system of jujitsu that we have now and even with not even just the techniques that i learned but the ment the mentality the 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 life lessons and everything that i learned ho- over at uh over at msbjj is, is it's second to none plus of this level you better read. Yeah. i mean anybody who's going to be going to the cage wars fight you will see it wait until oh, yeah. you see all those MSBJJ <laughs> <laughs> shirts <laughs> oh, yeah
0: you guys are going to see those flooded actually um
1: then, uh, since we're on the topic of that right now I know Professor's gonna be saying something, but I'd like to say something on here. Um, anybody who has one of those tap out leukemia for Angelica shirts, if you have one of those, wear it to my fight, please. That's what I'll be walking out in and, and uh, you know, just to just to help out one of our teammates in his time of need with his daughter, you know, we, we love all of our teammates so very much. We're a huge family, and uh, that and I really wanna bring awareness to this. So if all you guys could wear your you know uh, tap out leukemia for Angelica shirts I'd appreciate it uh, thank you
0: yeah thank you yeah, I'll do something out um, yeah I'll do that's gonna get out <laughs> hell yeah hell yeah and I'll post it one when, when I I'll put it in the subject of the uh, of the podcast because that's very powerful what's what's going on with that right I'm glad you mentioned that um, yeah so getting back to the, this kids program how long you been, how long have you been teaching? I've
1: been teaching kids uh, since I was about 18 or 19 years old.
0: So I would say about uh, nine years now. And that's a passion for you, obviously. Absolutely. Because you see the impact it has on the kids and maybe because of the impact it had on you because you said you were... What'd you, I don't know what word you use. I, I was an angry little kid. There you go. Angry I, need, little I, kid. I needed an outlaw system yeah, and, and yeah, a single mom. Like, yeah, right. I needed to get out and do yeah. some rough and tough shit. Yeah, it did, you did. Know? But, but doing that, it molded you into what you are today.
1: Yes. Uh, another thing I've been taught, the the most, the two most important days are the day you're born and the reason you find out why. Um, and this is why. Yeah. I, I feel, uh, you know, me teaching... Me fighting, me doing all this stuff, and I—I I mean, I've, I've got a lot of other other things in the works too. Cooking, I got a lot of—I like to have options. Um, options are a nice thing. Yeah, it, so I—I I know I know why I'm here. I just got to keep on working my plan and planning my work. It's a championship
0: fight. This fight. Yes. So is that any pressure to you? No because pressure is invisible it doesn't exist no I don't care like like I said I've been
1: telling other people like I'll fight this kid today outside in the street right now like I don't care if there's a belt or not right right I just want to represent MSBJJ exactly you know exactly
0: and you know what when I when you when you did go to the floor um, in that fight last fight everybody all of us knew that it was over yeah I kind of felt he knew it was over as well Mm -hmm. how did you when you felt him did he did did he give it all was he fighting what did he feel like to you because you looked so dominant because you were but you looked so dominant. he had to have felt that he had
1: uh he had a lot of strong consistent forward pressure but that's all that was really happening it's just consistent forward pressure so i i mean i could move around a little bit i stayed very patient i waited for him to Give me what I was looking for, and I capitalized on it. You got it. Yeah. You know, like, you know, little stuff. But your triangles
0: air. are vicious.
1: I love them, but you know They're what? That, that's not the only thing I can do. I I'm very capable of hitting armbars, bars, kimuras, guillotines. I can. I've been playing a lot with leg locks lately. I know I'm not allowed to heel hook in this fight, but I've been hitting heel hooks a lot lately too. So
0: here's a question for you, because it's always I've always wondered this when I see a lot of these UFC fighters. They go into a fight. Their team has a game plan. This is different for you, but the team will have a game plan like Khabib. They want him to wrestle Connor the whole entire time. Mm-hmm. But Khabib wanted to show that he was able to outstrike Connor. So there was an engagement with striking and stuff like that. So we know, so the question to you is We, I know that your, your triangles are dangerous as hell. And if I could <laughs> win every single fight that I fought with your triangle, I would do that. But you don't. You want to okay, show that you can do all these, the guillotine and do this and that. Why is that with, with fighters like that? Why are they, instead of saying, okay, the, instead of taking the path of least resistance, it's like the path of more challenges, I guess you could say, in that regard.
1: Well, because I want to you wanna show improve my game. I just want to keep on getting
0: better. And that's that
1: 1% better all the time. Yes, that's it. I, I already know. I, I know I can triangle choke this kid. 100% I do not doubt it at all. Will I, if he gives it to me, I think I'm ca- I think I'm capable of knocking him out too. You know, uh, to be honest, Professor Secor has called my last fights. He said triangles both times, but he he uh, he said this time he thinks I'm gonna knock him out.
0: Well, you work your working your hands then. I have been
1: working my hands, and I figured out something a little bit really interesting. Good. Actually, um, I find that I'm a I'm a natural southpaw. I I stand better as a southpaw, but I still i'm a right-handed fighter Mm -hmm. and i've seen a couple other guys that do that in boxing and everything like that and i've just been you know working a couple takedowns that i can work on that because my i know my my next opponent is uh orthodox really only throws right hands and his back kicks a lot but he doesn't even engage when he when he kicks i I, i've been obsessively watching his tapes and um i i've got i've got several really good game plans that can happen You, you know anything can happen but uh I think. Do you, do you visualize a lot? You, all the time. Yeah. To sometimes to the point where it's almost like I I've literally fought this kid over a thousand times in my head. I just want to fight him for real. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I obsess over it. I, just, Where'd
0: you get the visual, the element of visualization
1: from? I mean, I've always kind of had the element of visualization. I'm a visual learner. Mm-hmm. But uh, there are some drills that uh, you know the professor showed me where he literally will have me lay down and like taught me through an entire three rounds or. Uh, we're going to practice walking out. He wants me to practice walking out. Music, gloves on, everything. Just practice a walk out.
0: Wow.
1: Yeah, and that I think is really cool. I guess uh, GSP does that, and it's been helping him big time. So, you know, uh, do, do what the champions do. Uh, emulate what the champions do, and then put your own flavor on it. And that's what's how the, what's be being a
0: champion right? mean to you, Derek? What does that mean?
1: Being a champion, what does it mean to me? Yeah. I don't think it's necessarily being... The best at anything I think obviously you have to have
0: really great skill though being champ I don't think anybody else would describe it as that right. but i think I think that does sum it up because I think some of the best champions they've had some vicious victory uh losses mm-hmm. and then it's their comeback absolutely, and that in that comeback they're being the best version of themselves, and that's the only way that they're going to be able to beat this this obstacle or this person or whoever however they they they, they manifest that. And would it be an obstacle that's in front of them from being the champion with the belt versus just champion without it? You know, I don't think you need to necessarily have a belt to be considered the champion. Being
1: a champion is a mentality. I I it's, so. It is. Just it's like so a river goes through a mountain. World. You know, yeah. it, it doesn't happen with one big wave and then I just give up. I'm just going to consistently cut at that rock until I get what I want. And right.
0: that's it. That's it. That's 100%. No, and, that, and that's, that's huge because... I watch a lot of UFC and I'm getting a little disappointed with what the UFC is showing as a champion. You know what I mean? What you, the type of behavior you have to display and mm. the way you have to carry yourself. I don't agree with that at all. And it's good to have someone like you on the show that's coming up. That is going to be a champion that is going to, after this weekend will be the champion, but because of what you emulate, you know, and I see how you interact with the kids and I see what you're instilling in them. That's, that's what you want a champion to be. You know, I see how dedicated you are to the sport. To making the sport better To growing And the way you represent it The way you walk around um, The UFC It's got this WWE Feel coming in Where You gotta be an animal Running around Screaming Obnoxious Rude Mean I don't see you Doing any of that
1: It sells tickets I don't care about Selling tickets I'm like I said it's I amazing. don't care if anybody Shows up to this I would yeah. f- Them outside And Obviously I can do that You know I see I can do that And you know Some of our other fighters But I I, uh, I want to help Grow the school And Just give back right to everybody that's helped
0: me out so much and if you're, and it's all of us who love seeing you in there especially your students you yeah. know because yeah. they're in there they're looking at you the way that you look at matt you know right so there's a there's a lot riding on that fight but there isn't when you think about it at the end of the day and that's why like i don't think i'm the only one that's mentioning that's a championship fight you don't care about the belt you do but you don't it's not why you're stepping in there yeah well some other people can't necessarily say that so I I like that and I appreciate that it's refreshing to see that for sure for these champion coming up that's good oh yeah and training's been good for you huh?
1: training's been really good um, honestly I I did something like a, a couple of weeks ago right I don't know I fucked up my rib somehow I feel like there was some like cartilage out of it you know I, I haven't been sleeping right on it but uh, I've been training through it and like I said the, pa- the past couple of days I haven't really felt it I've been training really good I I feel solid. Yeah, um, you know people have been mentioning to me at some of my other jobs like they notice I've been losing weight and they you know they can, even my clothes don't fit the same anymore yeah. right now but uh, like I it. said this is all gonna be worth the squeeze and I cannot wait to step into that ring to not only step into that ring but to stuff my face <laughs> <laughs> carbs <laughs> protein bud I'm having a steak
0: I want I want <laughs> I want sushi I want everything you want it all yep yeah. Have you ever plateaued when you were training a belt? And you know that's one of the first belts that people really start to plateau at. What did you do to get past that?
1: Just keep coming and try and train with a purpose. Like, if there's something that I know that I'm not good at, then I'm going to start doing that. If there's a position that I'm struggling to get out of, then I want to work on three different ways to get out of it. Just keep myself stimulated. Or... I will change up my routine a little bit. Maybe I'll start doing kettlebells more with the jujitsu, mm-hmm. or I'll start running more with the jujitsu, or whatever. I'll start. Right. I I just need to keep occupied. You know, um, the devil works best in an idle mind. You know yeah. what I mean. And I don't want to keep idle. I want to just. There's always, like we said earlier, the biggest room in the world is room for improvement. So you just constantly grind through it. Yes, and obviously it's it's harder on some days another you know especially if you're sick or you're sore or you're tired or, or whatever the hell going on but it
0: really, just gets frustrating when you don't feel like you're getting better yeah you know? it does and, and when you're at C-Cores it's difficult because everyone's getting better very everyone's good there. and very fast and very fast yes so when you come in one week you feel your you're moving's good and your the technique is there the next week you do the same thing but just they're just that much faster than you they're blocking you or they're baiting you more it's just when but, everyone's getting better, it's just hard to really gauge where you are. And we just have to and that's why I have to keep that
1: in my mind. That hey, I'm not the only one getting better here, so is he. And yeah. if I'm still doing this against him and alright, he's doing this, screw it. I'll have to adapt, I have to get better. And
0: it's you either get busy living or you get busy dying. That's true. It's you definitely fine training. Right. I'm just realizing that my timing is off. I think they call it ring Ross or mat rust, whatever you want to call it, but I think the biggest thing with me is my timing is off, and when t- your timing is off, that's almost not everything in jujitsu, but it's a good twenty-five percent of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If your timing is not there, you're not able to catch someone, and you will get caught. So that's just something that, like you said, you're just got to work through it. I think um, I might even start working in some uh, morning sessions on the weekends, and I'm gonna definitely have to get some privates in with with uh, Matt.
1: They're great. The private lessons helped me tremendously.
0: Tremendously. Because that one-on-one is like almost like three classes, right?
1: Well, it's one-on-one, but you you bring your own Uke. Okay. You, know, you, ha- you have to have an Uke. I remember I was doing, like when Matt first started doing privates, uh, it was just me and him for a little bit. And then, you know, there were some things that he wasn't able to see. So Ryan Ish was my first Uke when I was doing privates. And, uh, and an Uke is just a body that you can... In uke, this, technically in Japanese, it means the receiver. Oh, okay. They're receiving the technique. Okay. All right. Um, there, there's a tori and an uke as, as far as all judo, jiu-jitsu, all those combat sports go. The tori is the attacker. The uke is the receiver.
0: Oh, I get that. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. All right. Yes, yeah, so I'm definitely going to be doing some privates. And that naga coming up in March is tempting, but I just know, I know better.
1: <laughs> I either want to... Compete in that because it'd be the first jujitsu competition I've done in a while since I think one of the grappling industries tournament that I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm either going to be doing that or I'd like to referee it because I know DJ is going to be refereeing. She will definitely be. Oh, yeah. I, I actually, DJ and I were supposed to do that together, but uh, I had some mm-hmm. stuff fall through. And uh, a couple of that, I had to of the guys and I, I just said, hey, I'm too busy you know, with fight camp and everything going on. I can't referee until after my fight after my fight hopefully I'm going to be uh, doing that apprenticeship and traveling around and you know uh, working for Naga and refereeing jiu tournaments with DJ and having a blast traveling around amazing. and stuff oh yeah it's going to be great
0: have you repped before
1: I've refereed karate tournaments okay I've had and I've refereed both for kids and adults um I actually used to run my own little in-house tournament for some of my kids students. And it was pretty cool. I, I I ordered my own medals. I bracketed all the kids. I invited all the parents. I got dressed up in a suit and tie. Nice. Made sure I, you know I knew all the Japanese terminology and you know put on a timer. The shit was legit. Yeah. It was cool. So I think this will be a really cool opportunity for me to you know figure this out. And like I said, it's just another option, man. If I can if I can literally get paid to travel. They will pay for our hotels. They pay for our meals, and some of the tournaments you're allowed to compete for free. Some of them you can't. I don't think. Well, yeah, but I mean, dude, come on, <laughs> no brainer. Weekend trips all the time doing just. Those reps have it.
0: Those reps have it tough, man. I mean, some of them <sighs> I feel so bad for those reps. They do. Their calls are so important to make, and
1: they are. And the parents that can be screaming at oh, you, and man. kids can be screaming at you. But guess what? And the kids crying. Well, guess what? The refs know jujitsu. Yeah, it's all good. Just yeah. protect yourself and yeah. make an honest call. It's true. You it's know, definitely true. I really try not to like pick favorites or anything like that when i was comes to that stuff. I'm really, good.
0: I ref. Wow. Yeah, refing, work. Like you were the, the kids is the toughest because the parents get involved. There's so much emotion involved. I can't. I I take my hat off to you. <laughs> well, the thing is, is
1: I've been bouncing for like three years now too, and. You know how people are when they're inebriated. They're like Neapolitan ice cream. There's a lot of emotions going on in a very, (laughs) very short amount of time. You can see three different flavors super quick. And I just, you know, people, just because people are acting or feel one way, that's not gonna have any effect on me. I'm very good at keeping my own head Mm -hmm. and my own cool. I'm empathetic, I'm sympathetic, but uh, at the end of the day, Nobody's gonna make me
0: do anything or feel a certain way. It's all on me. And I think you've enabled um, you've enabled yourself to be able to say that and say it as confidently as you do because of martial arts. Correct. You know. Yeah. And there's a one my biggest misconceptions about martial artists, um, and doesn't speak for all of them, but it speaks for the majority of them, is that fighting and resorting to violence is the last thing they really want to do right and everything about them how they carry themselves how they engage you and how you speak is that because they know like if you kick somebody it's completely different than when i kick somebody the damage that's going to happen the repercussions of it are two different worlds so that's the last place you want it to go but if it can if it goes there it's a wrap you know and but a lot of people don't understand that yeah yeah i i feel i i understand that and even
1: even the term though like I do balance and stuff like that, and I do I do MMA, but still, there's a difference between the sport of MMA and a real fight. Completely, I don't get into a real, very easy along <laughs> with I do. And like I said, I, I really don't want to have to really fight people doing MMA. It, it's
0: and a it's competition. And it's not even that's not even coming from like a bad, arrogant spot. Like I will mess somebody up. You, you understand how hurt you could get as well. Yeah. You know, when you're falling on the... Like, the mats that we're training on now are harder than the ones that we were over at yeah. um, the school. When we when we land on top of each other on that, that hurts. Oh, you feel it. Yeah. yeah. And now so if cement or pavement, and forget about There's it. There's no
1: rules. There's no rules. There can no. be more than one opponent. There's just so many variables and so many things. Thom- you don't so want to go there.
0: Right. You're confident if it, if it does, you know, you'll be able to defend yourself. That's fine. But you understand, like you're saying... You could get hurt, or they could get hurt very badly, and there's no one yelling stop. And there's another part of it too: is like, will you be able to even control yourself when you're in a in a situation where you're fighting for your life? Because on the right. streets, you're fighting for your life, right? And you don't even know what you can do once the adrenaline starts pumping. You know, mm-hmm. you grab someone, and at the gym, even rolling with them, which is normal, no adrenaline running through you, it's completely different. If your heart's pace is going, and they, you think they're threatening your family, what you're gonna do, and what your reflexes are, are two different things. You know. Um, the other day someone at work just came up behind me and grabbed me real quick and I, I, basically, <laughs> I basically put them into Americana without even thinking it was just reflexes but to them they're just playing around and I'm kind of playing around but not really I just reacted I obviously I didn't crank or anything yeah. like that and I knew when I was going into it but when you're practicing that stuff, that's what you're looking for. You know what I mean? You're trying to develop that reflex. So, oh, even think about it. you yeah. it just have. Yeah, and you're so apologize to me because it wasn't. It was you, but it wasn't. It was your reflex that you've developed. Yeah. I don't think a lot of people realize that. You know, and the funny thing is, what I've also realized is that you don't know how dangerous some of the people are that you're coming across. You really don't. There's kids in our school that they look like nerds or the, the little kid next door. Or some of the students that you have just walking around, cute, goofy, rolling around. They're savages. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> They're savages. Mm-hmm. Full-blown savages that would break your arm off, take it to the school, and give it to you. I
1: feel bad for any bully trying to pick on, like, Curtis Nats or something like that. The kid is an absolute beast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, or, you know, some of the other kids that we have that, that just forget about it.
0: He's yeah. going to take your back and choke you if you really wanted to. Or some of the girls that are in there. Under- oh, yeah. Lights. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Same thing. It's like, ah. I feel sorry for her prom date. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yep. You know what I mean. That's right. And but I think every kid should have that walking around. Like I grew up in Saratoga. I used to get picked on a lot. I didn't have that confidence, and I didn't know I would always do everything I possibly could. With me, it was comedy to get myself out of a situation, get my ass beat because it's something that that person picked about me that they didn't like. Mm. Um, I wish I had jujitsu because we all we all talk about it. it's like a superpower, you know. And it's that confidence that it gives with you I don't think I would have fought more but I just think that I, when I was in those situations actually I don't think those situations that happened because they would have seen the confidence and seen the way I was walking around seeing the way I was carrying myself and, you know and yeah. I just arm I was armed not just any jiu-jitsu messy or jiu-jitsu um, because like you said you were explaining it earlier there's so many different elements of it the mentality as aspect of it then the physicality of it then the conceptualness of it then the spirituality of it and then having the team to back you and push you and bring you to that next level it's, it's unlike anything even when i'm away from, from it for like months and i come back it's like i didn't even leave exactly you know it's yes. like all right let's get I to know work. exactly what you mean yeah let's work into the drills it's not like hey let's warm no we love you let's go <laughs> actually it'll probably be more than that you'll probably get like a standing ovation oh Milton! <laughs> <laughs> you know? That's usually how it goes. goes fucking <laughs> wild when you
1: come in, my man. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's true. It's true. A lot of love in that place, man. You guys always give me a lot of support, but it's for it's for everyone that walks in there. Everyone is there to get better, and they're completely 100% focused on that, that 1% better every single day. Everybody knows that. Everybody that goes to that school knows that. That's it's right. amazing. That's right. It's amazing what he's building over there and the team.
1: I'm just happy to be a part of it man. I 100% without a doubt like I sincerely believe in the vision that our professors have in expanding the school and literally you know word for word taking over. Yeah. We will take over. Yeah. It's common
0: Yeah, of course. And it's not Listen, I mean, I think when it comes to jiu-jitsu, hands down uh our product and we and we, we display it in the Print. ring Beast. You're beast when Beast dude. Uh, um, Nick went in there Did the same thing I mean Anybody that steps in With that Matt Secor Anybody that steps Into that ring Knows We do not want to go To the floor With this person They know it yes. you know, I've had people Come up after fights And tell me Oh man I didn't want to go to the ground When I got to the ground I knew I was in trouble Or hey yeah, Tell your friend That the reason I didn't go to the ground Was because I knew He was Matt. That We're already taking over right. You know, It's just a matter Of it being official And It's not this hostile takeover It's just like we have, we have one of the best fucking schools in the area. That's hands it. down. There's no there's no way to challenge that. If you want to, we can. But it's it's what it is. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Train with the best or bleed like the rest, bud. That's, that's, that's what it comes down to. So that's why I love going in there. When when I'm went rolling with these savages in there, man, it's, it's some of the best work I'll ever have. throughout the. I love it when I wake up and know that I'm going to be going to jiu-jitsu because my, the rest of my day is easy. Yeah. Because jiu-jitsu is going to be one of the hardest things I do that the hardest thing I do that day especially if what, if you're there or Nick's there or Will's there or, or Deja I know I'm getting worked you know and I want that I want that good work Yeah. and hopefully Professor doesn't get his hands on me because that's work <laughs> no you want you want him you to do, get his hands on you do it. you, it's gotta, true. you gotta take that medicine yeah you do and it is medicine every time you roll with him you're like oh my like, that's that's high, that's high 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 level mm-hmm. you know there's times where I roll with him and you know how we, you got into that where you had like just every class you come in, you just feel great. It's great. one of those days. really good. you really good. You're breathing. Yeah. You got your wind. You know, you look up at the cloud. You do 10-minute rounds all night, right? Mm-hmm. Then professor grabs you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and all of a sudden, your sweeps aren't working wait anymore. Till, wait till strikes
1: are involved. Oh, wait, yeah. Oh, my gosh. When he punched in the liver while he's got me inside control, and it is the most miserable shit And people... Ever.
0: You know, the first time I saw him sparring with someone I thought and I'm saying this so when other people come in they don't make this mistake. And I said, That's not right that he's hitting that too that hard You know what I mean? Oh he's sparring with him too hard. That's what I was thinking, because it was an untrained eye, I didn't know what that guy was looking at. But you said it today and I mean I later found out, I mean I I got humbled but you said it today. No one's ever hit me as hard as Professor. And that's why he's working people that hard when he spars with them. Yeah.
1: I know nobody at the amateur level is going to hit me like exactly. Professor Matt does. He's professional. He's a he's, lot bigger than me. His yeah. skill is
0: way up there. Like, And he's preparing you when he's... Absolutely. When he, and I didn't know that when I first saw it. And he was working these guys, working these guys, working these guys. And I'm like, man, that just seems like a little too much. But then they all came back and they said, you know, it's the hardest I've ever been hit. And he's preparing me for when... I step into the ring and this person hits me for as hard as they can and it's not even close to what he's hitting me. It's with. just the well, the first time I ever got told that and like literally that came out of uh, Matt's
1: mouth. He was getting uh, Scotty Cleveland ready for his first fight mm-hmm. and Scotty ended up going against this guy that was five and zero and Matt Matt used to beat the brakes off him I guess, you know send him home hurt takes he's a couple hits and Scotty like dude this hit, kid hits like a bitch and Scotty retired him from fighting. This kid that was five and all, wow, retired him because he's like, dude, there's no. This kid doesn't
0: hit me as hard as you do, Professor. Like, mm, mm. No, that's yeah, that's that's why I go to that school because you're being prepared for that. Right. You know, no one. If I roll with someone, there's no way they're gonna feel like Professor. If I get entangled, there's no way they're gonna feel like Professor. And I'm that's telling what you, saying, you got to get that medicine.
1: All I want to do, I want to get that belt and I want to bring it to the academy and hang it up because. You know, I remember Matt used to tell us all the time when he was growing up through the ranks. He had so many medals and belts like that, and he would always hang them up. And that's that's how you really recognize when someone's a great teacher when your students become great. That's true. And I like you want you want to eat at that you want to eat at this table. You're gonna bring something to it, and you know what? This is what I'm gonna help bring. Yeah, I want that belt, and I know it's not just it's not really a big deal. It's an amateur belt, whatever. No, don't say
0: that. It is a big deal. It's a huge deal because everybody that you're competing with in there. Is going for the same thing that you're going for they're working not as hard but they're all working hard and they're all they're all trying to make it you know yeah and for you to hold that belt it shows you work that much harder you're that much better and you're you're just damn good you deserve it you know you're a champion it doesn't matter what level the belt is at. you know don't 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 uh disqualify like that yeah I got you know you. what I mean I got you because, because then still... because everybody starts at that level that's where that's where Conor McGregor started yeah then he went to the next level and then he went to the next level so yeah, I don't. Yeah, but I want. I dream about the I I would
1: defend it maybe once, but honestly, I don't know. I don't like fighting it by the way. I think I want to bulk up more. And we got that new CrossFit gym at the academy. Mm-hmm. I want to start hitting the weights more. I want to start doing more calisthenics. I'm gonna eat like crazy, even That's if okay. I have to work with a dietitian or a nutritionist or whatever. And I want to walk around at one sixty five. You want to walk around at one sixty five? Yeah, and I'd fight at one fifty five. I just I want to gain 20 you know did you see the Henry um, the Henry fight with our TJ Dillisaw oh with Henry Kajudo yeah. and uh, TJ yeah it was over pretty quick yeah you saw could, that? Trent trains with it, Henry Kajudo you know I didn't know that yeah he comes to the Lions Den and, and does stuff with the, with the Swingala brothers yeah wow mm-hmm.
0: that's interesting yeah, I was rooting for him did you think that that weight cut played any role in how that fight went down did you, did you see TJ before the um, the fight I mean, right after the weight a cut. weight cut really can't, like,
1: I don't know. I don't think a weight cut can determine whether or not you're getting knocked out or you know hurt. However, you did it can make you not, uh, you know, compete to the best of your abilities. But as far as getting knocked out goes, he could have still moved or he got
0: his. Yeah, hands though that's what I mean. He was a little, he looked a little depleted. Yeah, little yeah. Do I, I so you see think that. so? Because I mean, someone he what what Henry was saying and. He was saying that he called it pretty much. It's one thing for you to be able to fight at um, the weight that you're normally fighting at, but when you have to jump cut down to someone else's weight, there's a mental advantage that that person is that's at that weight originally. Right. And then there's, there's that that your energy gets sapped from a weight cut. Yeah. You know, you're not doing a good job of showing you all the energy right <laughs> mm-hmm. it's, it's a process, that. obviously, and that's why Henry said he's like, I don't think I'm gonna be able to. He's gonna be able to, to defeat me. He's just it's too much. The cut's gonna be too much. But like looking at you. Granted, you cut it, so you cut some weight. It doesn't seem like that would be the case. No, I, I don't think so. It,
1: um, like I said, I still feel strong, and I've been cutting the weight now for a little while. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm starting to get it's to the point where I'm starting to get used to it. You know, um, I also, I also think I have a, a, a significant reach on my opponent too. I think my opponent, I don't think my opponent's ever hit one hundred fifty five pounds. So I don't oh, think wow. this has been much of a, this is almost the same similar situation. I know he hasn't been cutting as much weight, but uh, I know I've got that reach, and I think uh, I've got some more credentials than he does. So it'll help out.
0: The, uh, you're going to hear us when it goes to the ground, because I know the fight at some point won't go to the ground, even if it means you're knocking him out. I'm, ho- I'm hoping it <laughs> does.
1: I'm really, like, I'm a jiu guy now, man. I, I, want, I want to submit him. Uh, he's from Team Jacao. I've submitted some of his uh, teammates before in, like, Naga tournaments and stuff like that. Um, I, 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 really, I just want to see what this kid's going to bring to the table and see if he's ready to fucking bang or what. Yeah.
0: You want to fight. You want to fight. Yeah. I don't think I'll ever step. I know I'll never step in the ring. It's just not, it's not that for me anymore. You know, that, it never was. But I, as far as jujitsu, I want to, I, I want to get my black belt, but I haven't made it a goal yet. You know? Yeah. I just want to look at a purple belt. next goal everyone which I'm looking for just that one belt at a time Damn. yeah
1: micro goals are super important you know the little yeah. the, the steps to the bigger step you know and, and that's it's really good it is you know like instead of me like just saying oh I'm gonna be in the UFC i, I I'm really i I'm, I'm not sure I'm just enjoying my time right now doing what I'm doing that's why I'm in you know going off in so many different directions uh st- if I if I can become a police officer I'll do that if I can train some referee or I mean uh, do some uh, refereeing for Naga I'll do that I want to teach obviously I'm going to fight obviously like I
0: I just I want options that, you know options I mean? are a beautiful thing yes they are Connor McGregor said it <laughs> and I agree with them options are a beautiful thing to have yes they really are um, what do you think of the, the sport though MMA right now the condition of it what do you think uh, the condition on it I, yeah. I think
1: uh, I think you hit it like you know, you you hit it right on the head earlier, saying how it's starting to become a little bit more like the WWE. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, there's going to be trash talk and people are going to sell tickets and stuff like that, and there's a lot of different you know arguments saying, well, you know, these guys are lions and lions don't have to be humble, you know, they really I don't. Yeah, I you know. know, but I don't know, I I I just I just like to see like that Connor and Khabib fight, for example. I'm going back to this. Connor is a businessman. Khabib is a fighter. I like the fighters. Yeah. You know
0: what I mean? I know, exactly. I I, I I like the fighters. Yeah. And the G versus Khabib. Tennessee. Yeah. That'll be an interesting fight if it does. Yes. Um. Yeah, that's a good that's a good uh I'd be pulling for GSP. I think GSP is gonna take that. Yeah. I think G S P is just he's too well rounded, he's too smart. Um and I think he's, you know how Khabib was Conor McGregor's um, kryptonite. Yes. I think GSP is Khabib's kryptonite because Khabib is a superior grappler, but I mean, say he say he's an A plus 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 grappler. Well, he's a
1: superior sambo sambo guy and a wrestler. Khabib is, I mean, um, GSP. Uh, GSP is in the Danaher squad. That's what I'm saying. His jujitsu is awesome. Plus, his wrestling is his good. wrestling is it's awesome. His Kyokushinkai karate is awesome. Like he, he knows what's up. I think it'll be a. I don't think it's gonna be one sided at all. Not even not like the Conor McGregor fight at all. Yeah, I think I think, I think that would be a great fight, and that's that's what I like to see. I
0: like to see really two good warriors step you know, in there, test their freaking metal. You know? and that's exactly that's what I'm, and I wish that they would put more energy into. Those type of fights and those displays of talents and those type of matchups in terms of attributes and skill sets, mm-hmm. as opposed to who's going to talk the most crap about the next one or what looks looks the best on paper, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. because I mean, now when you look at when you look at the UFC, you, me that practiced jujitsu, uh, jiu- that's some of the best technique you'll ever see those are the guys who are executing on the highest, most efficient level, you know. Like you, um, just the transitions and how they're doing, they're they're moving it in and out of things. It's, <laughs> it's just getting better and better and better. Even this fight that's coming up with um, Israel versus uh, Silva, mm-hmm. I can't wait to see that fight. Yeah, I cannot wait to see that fight because Silva is a, is tremendous when it comes to jujitsu. I know Israel. I, I think he has a little bit. I don't. He's probably like a blue belt or maybe even a purple but Silva is Silva's definitely black. Yeah. His striking is phenomenal, but there's He's age. got those deep kicks. Oh my gosh, he's I love watching him fight. But I don't think I don't think Israel I know I don't think he's going to be a problem for Israel. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's 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 kind of messed up that they set him up for this type of fight. It sound, it's one of those things where I'm saying again. It sounds good on paper. Styles make fights fun. They do. They do, but I mean imagine i have alan iverson going against uh jordan that's a good matchup on and then jordan is 70 and iverson's 33 <laughs> you know what i mean that's kind yeah. of what they're doing to him this time but i still think it's going to be a good fight i just like i said i don't think he's a match for israel Israel is the 3.0 of what striking is i mean yeah. you've seen him he's on a different level he's almost like that michael venom page or whatever yeah exactly he's just like
1: super slick timing precision it's it's there if anybody's so.
0: on the on the fence about watching this weekend's UFC, I'm after your fight, I'm racing home to come see it. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I don't blame you. I don't blame you. I'm getting, I'm, get, I'm getting a hotel room. Oh, yeah. So you're doing it right. Yeah. But anyway, that's going to be a phenomenal display, and I think Israel is the future of striking in the UFC. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know how his groundwork is. It looks like it's decent enough to get him out of trouble. With the, but the game's, you know, he will get, you, you will get exposed to jiu-jitsu. It's... It's, <laughs> I, can't, I can't explain it I sure did have you seen one fight on, in UFC that doesn't involve jiu-jitsu I, I, even the no and
1: I mean there are the people that you know I, I see like some the of the heavyweights super heavyweights you see some of the people go
0: stand them up stand them
1: up yeah. oh, why don't you just watch K1 kickboxing that's exactly. all stand up you know it's all
0: knockouts all of it they're all standing up the entire time they can't grapple that's the you know and that's the other thing about where UFC is right now Unfortunately, there are a lot of those people that you just said, the stand them up, stand them up, but there also are a lot of people now that know the technique, so they begin they appreciate it on a different level, which I'm happy about. Yeah. You know, like the mm-hmm. jujitsu is growing at a very, at an alarming rate, so more people are becoming educated what's going on, but you still have those guys that have no idea. And they're like, stand them up, stand up. You're seeing some sweet transitions. <laughs> We're watching, like, oh my God, you see that? And these people are like, stand them up. They're not fighting. They're not doing anything. That's... That comes a part of this. Strike world of Striking world. people, like, literally
1: anybody can knock somebody else out. You ball your fist up, swing them, hit them in the head, you have what's called a puncher's chance. Yeah. For you to make somebody, to make another grown man that's your size, quit by bending his body while he's still awake and conscious. You're literally imposing your will yeah. on another human being. Yeah. I, like, what better way to win is there than that? Like, I made
0: yeah. you quit. In front of yeah. me. Possibly true. even break true. your limb. Yeah, it's so true. Yeah, It's so true, and it's a powerful thing to be able to take that, you know? And that's when, that's another part. Like, when I'm in a situation, I know that physically no one's going to be able to make me quit, you know? If I'm out in the streets walking around and I get into a situation, that drive that they instill in us on that mat when we're in there and we're training, we're rolling with savages like you, quit is not a part of the denominator do- you know what I mean it's not up the, um, it's just you can't it's not even an option you know Yeah. and a lot of people don't know what that's like and I don't think finding out on the streets is a place to find out no. you know I remember the first time <clears throat> I was rolling with Deja she's a savage <laughs> she's a she savage she is yes she is you know what I mean and I'm like imagine, if, imagine that imagine if we're on the streets and I thought oh yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna show her that would be embarrassing to get married. I would love to see DJ just screw up some full-grown man that hit, that
1: doesn't have any training or whatever. Yeah. I remember the first time I hit, when I was bouncing at DJ's and I, I hit a mounted triangle on somebody on on the sidewalk out front. <laughs> he had no idea what the hell was going on. <laughs> this guy, hammered drunk, wouldn't let him in because he, he couldn't walk up the stairs. He starts fighting with another bouncer, and the, the other bouncer goes, Derek, you can have at it. I was like, all right, I outside tripped him, put him in a, put him in the mount, slid over, got him in a mounted triangle, and I just remember him going. I just didn't know what's going on. Uh,
0: literally, some people have no clue. It's terrifying. A lot of people don't know what that is. The first time Chad, uh, not Chad, uh, Pat Shard put me into a triangle, I didn't know what he was doing. I'm like, all right, yeah, okay, blah, blah, blah. but I just started having, yeah. you know, it's terrifying. It really is to be choked out by a man's legs is terrifying. You get the wild for a lot of different reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for a lot of different reasons. <laughs> yeah. So besides DJ, you rolled. Yeah, you. I mean, you rolled with many females. Uh, not
1: really? A couple. I mean, there's Telly. Telly's a savage. You yeah. want to have her on the podcast? She's a savage. She yeah. is good wrestler. Good. Uh... Good motivator. Uh, Why do you think
0: a lot of females aren't are just not involved in jujitsu? It doesn't seem like just, the physicality of it. They're just not as comfortable. Yeah, with the guys getting in between their legs and yeah, I mean, but then again, a, of, yeah, yeah, it's it's not a comfortable situation. There's guys that are comfortable with that type of situation, right? But it's disappointing because I feel like. Jiu-jitsu, especially with the guys getting in between their legs, that's where women are going to get in trouble in a lot of situations. You know what I mean? Yeah. And well, the,
1: we're, we are getting some more girls, though, in in, in uh, the academy. Like, uh, the Nats' mother signed up, Nicole. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I'm going to try and push for, my, like, my sisters to come in because yeah. I really, you know, the girls have to know. it. As a matter of fact, I think they should know it just as much as
0: the guys do. Of course, if not more. I really feel that way. I think that women and children, especially, should know self-defense mm-hmm. because you just carry yourself differently. And maybe that 2% difference in self-confidence will walk someone out and see you talk to them, they see maintain eye contact. And jujitsu, as I watch these kids grow and I'm getting older, I'm coming in and seeing some of these kids, they just change. And for me, sometimes I'll go a long period of not being in the gym and I come back and this kid's staying in front of me. It's a completely different person. Yeah. You know, their shoulders are... They're, Their shoulders are square. They look in in the eyes. They're just looking right at you, and they're respectful. They're playful. I mean, yeah, they they love playing around, but they're super respectful. They follow the rules, and they could just tell they have like they have direction, and they they're happy to be to be training, you know.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And whenever I walk in, like when I walk into your class, kids are just having a ball, like just super focused in the technique and. You can see the mental jujitsu, and you see the verbal jujitsu, just how they're engaging even with you, and some of the stuff that you're just reiterating. It's it's powerful stuff. Yeah, it's powerful stuff. Any of your kids that are training with you now say they want to aspire to be a fighter or anything? Curtis. Yeah. You mm-hmm. think he'll do it?
1: I think he will. Curtis actually just sort of the wrestling team. He's smashing kids and. And that he used to always do karate tournaments like I did and be a rough and tough kid.
0: What about the parents that have kids that are wrestling and are worried that, you know, because they're wrestling um, and jujitsu is the complete opposite of the whole being on your back thing for wrestling and being on your back for jujitsu?
1: Grappling is grappling. It's just it, the the only thing that changes is the rules. Exactly. The rules and maybe the uniform, but um, I, I, I think really the jujitsu is only going to help everything else get better like jujitsu even helped my striking get better jiu-jitsu helped you help that happen how about... i figured out different timings you know i, I just have a just kick or punch and it and you know puts my hips behind things and i actually am able to hit a little bit harder and faster i feel um just the conceptual views that we have behind jujitsu, always having base and not doing something you know silly or fancy mm-hmm. It's it just just those
0: basic things that you're taking applying yes. to yeah.
1: Yes. When you're good, anything can be your teacher. I remember my uh my old karate instructor, he used to teach a method of punching and what he would do you know you ever heard the story about like Albert Einstein, how he used to teach quantum physics, even using things like objects like balloons and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Well, my my instructor would uh, you know, there for years there's been I, I can even show you what, whatever the hell this is right here. Um you can even see in like karate books or whatever. If you go to the library, there's what's called the propeller style of punching, mm-hmm. which is like uh, you know left hip, right hip, right here. As this left hip gets pulled back, this one comes forward. And oh. you see people go, Ugh, yeah, Ugh, right, yeah. Well, why why do that when half your power is going behind you, the other half of it's going forward? So instead, of what my instructor used to do is he take like a straw or he draw like you know he'd compare it to a door as well. Instead of slamming this like a propeller or like a revolving door, what you do is you load your hip up and then bring the other one up to it. Oh, uh, okay. That's you know what I'm that's saying crazy. so instead of me going like this, yeah, I like lean forward and then bring my other hip up to it with a pelvic tilt. That's different, yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, it, it's completely it, different. It's physics. Yeah it it's is. It's all physics and biomechanics
0: and this shit is awesome. Yeah. I, I was just like in school, I, I wish I could a lot better. <laughs> no you're right you gotta make it interesting you yes gotta make it, gotta make it fun
1: I, I remember the teachers I had in school that were really fun and the ones that wanted to be there just for the
0: freaking paycheck that's for sure <laughs> where do you think you'd be without martial arts because I'd see it's it's, it's, it's probably
1: I'd probably be in jail or a bomb or something I don't know I, I'd
0: but this is, not just, living my best life. Yeah, it's just gonna be so much. And that's, it's not necessarily jiu it's just martial arts. Again. Yeah, in general. Yeah. It's just what a, does it give me, like, the, besides discipline and direction and focus? Discipline, just, direction, focus, something to do. Again, you know, when I'm idle, that's when I can get in trouble. I, I like to stay busy. You know. I can't figure out the best way, except for having people like you on, and just me continue to talk about it. Just, just Show people how powerful this is, how powerful Jujitsu is in the community, being involved with that type of community and having those type of people around you, how impactful it is how much it can change you.
1: Hardest thing to do is to walk in the door, but you know what? Um, and you know what's cool? I, I saw that that new series on Netflix is going to be coming out, the about like, Hicks and Gracie and some the, the origins of BJJ. It's made by the same director of Narcos or whatever. Oh, wow. Well, when the Karate Kid came out and like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles came out and stuff like movies came out like that, people were inspired to go check out martial arts schools. So I think when this comes out on Netflix, that I huge. think we're going to be an influx of students at the academy. I, I, I think, think so. people are going to be like, oh, shit,
0: jujutsu stuff. Yeah. I'm going to school. It's not... I saw one. So you just you go, hi yeah. Like,
1: mm-hmm. oh, yeah okay. mm-hmm. I know.
0: <laughs> they just don't know. Trust me, <laughs> I do. <laughs> I <know. laughs> yeah, that's why that's a big part of it too, because I stepped away from it for three months. I come back and there's people I don't I've never been seen before that are striped up, you feel them, their techniques on point. The sport is growing. Yes it's it growing is very fast. And the people that are coming in, um, a lot of them are sticking to it. There, there used to be a, a huge fallout rate in the sport because of the injuries and just people being people, you know? And the fact that nobody has to do this. Like, the academy, no, nobody
1: has to do that. That's the good. stuff that some of our students are bringing into and the way that they help out, like literally build the academy, they don't have to do that. They have their own lives, they have their own No, but schools. I, they have I, own jobs. I
0: disagree with you. Just like, I really disagree with you that mm-hmm. I think they do have to do it, just because the same way that you said, without it, you'd be in jail. Just like if you didn't have to, if you didn't have jujitsu to go to, you'd be in, you'd be in jail. You'd yeah. be fighting someone on the streets. Yeah, for because sure. Because same thing with me. Like when I started to get agitated because like I did make problems out of problems that aren't problems. It's because I haven't been to jujitsu. I haven't worked all that extra energy that I have inside me pent up. I think the people that are building that school or helping promote it or going and getting in a ring so they can bring back a belt that I stick up on the wall they need that school It gives them direction it's a home and the people that they meet you know some of the people that i've interacted with in that school in the last two years what you've changing street changing on the morning station you know in uh, Harbor hill and i called you you oh you? i got you no quiet i, I couldn't you. even say it fast enough in the mic yeah. and i don't doubt it for one second yeah and there's not, there's people we'll be tired are,
1: frying there bud yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh i know
0: no question and um there's people listening to this right now that don't have that type of support system in their life. And that's just one person. If I would have said that in front of the whole school, every single person in the school would have answered the same way. Oh, correctly. yeah. I would have called up more people from the school, too. Yeah, like, and that's, how, that's how that's that's how how it should be. And I just can't emphasize, and I hope, I hope the podcast is doing a good enough job of getting that type of message out as to what jujitsu is and how important it is to people. It's people, a lifestyle. It is. And people are building that school because they need it. Yeah. If it wasn't there... Man, the friendships that I'm in for, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even know. Like I, 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 wouldn't know Will. I wouldn't know DJ. I wouldn't know you. It's like, that would suck. We need that place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. We really do.
1: But it is all extracurricular. Like it all is. All these people are taking. Like they have all lives of their own. Yeah. They got so much stuff going on. But all these these people that, they're just all so passionate, and they all, they know what the fuck is up. They do. <laughs> That's it. They they, they just do. know what's up. They know the real the value of, of friendship of friendship and you know what really
0: is important in this world yeah, it's true yeah it's true and we play a big role in that too and you're building that and I hope we build it to where your students have students you know yes. because that's where I see it when i see some of the students looking at you and they're looking up at repeat or you know you came from their parents because you don't play such a different role in their lives you know and if you play such a big role in the development you know right and it's, it's, it's awesome to see the connection they have. And I'm, I'm fired up to see you fight um, on Saturday. I'm super excited about it. I'm happy that I was able to get you on the show before. Um, cause it's going to be great. I'm going to be beyond happy to have you on the show when you're champion. You're champ now, but a champion with the belt. Um, I can't wait to see that belt hanging up on in the one in the school. we oh, are yeah. bringing it home. I know you are. No I am bringing, I'm bringing
1: that belt back to the academy. Yeah. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. I know he has not been working harder than me. He does not have a better training camp than I do. He does not have the same support system that I do.
0: Yeah. Just, and we're all going to be there. You're going to be hearing us screaming. I can't wait to Can't wait to make it happen. Hell yeah. All right, time to wrap this thing up. Um, do you have any shout-outs you want to give?
1: Uh, obviously, shout-out to everybody in MSBJJ. I'd like to really thank, again, my parents, my sisters, um, my nana, uh you know, I know she passed away in August, but uh, really, big shout out to you. Love and miss you dearly. Um, all my coworkers at uh, at the hospital and everything for you know giving me another weekend off to go fight and do all this stuff, right? And you know supporting me, my students. I love you guys all very much, and I want to do nothing
0: but to make you guys proud. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Um, that's I can't the finish it. Yeah No problem. All right. right, Thank you for a good show. Uh, That's it. Oh, yeah. Thanks, bud. No problem.